We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bill Clark, Charlie Strong, and no, we can't get it wrong. Frank Wilson, Dave Dore, and the Willie Guy from Oregon. Chad Morris, what the hell? Something smells like Taco Bell. Lane Kiffin for the win. Oh, wait, he ain't a good Christian. What the fuck? It's Matt Luke. Now I'm going to fucking puke. Rebel Chance is blown away. What else do I have to say? We didn't we make, didn't the, make higher. the higher. <laughs> it, it was Ross screaming in the booth screaming. <laughs> We didn't make the higher. Thanks to Jeffrey Bitter. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to Landstrikes After Dark. That's your intro for this week. Uh, a little new verse to the classic We Didn't Make the Higher by John and Table Cobbleson. Uh, only fitting tonight as we discuss Ole Miss's next permanent head football coach, Matt Luke, named uh, yesterday, November 26th. We're recording this on Monday, November 27th. we got a lad roundtable on tap for you here. Um, obviously a ton to talk about. I got my regular co-host John Stefanczyk with me. I got three of our favorite returning guests here. Um, and we're just going to vent a little bit, talk a little bit about this whole crazy process. Uh, this, this national search that ended up somehow right back where it started inside job all along. I'm sure we're going to hear about that a little bit. Uh, but first let me throw it over to my co-host John Stefanczyk. How you doing, man? How you, how you handling the hire so far? You know, I set myself up for an IJ for three, four months, and we sure as shit got one. Didn't quite, wasn't quite Chad Morris, but I don't know. It's it's, it's almost more inside than Chad Morris, isn't it? It really is. I just, I mean, I was watching the the press the presser from the day before this, and Bjork is totally sold out. We kept asking ourselves, is he a cuck? He's officially a cuck. So, and why do you why do you say that? What makes you what makes you say he's he's completely sold out? I want to I want to bring the listeners up to speed. He's sucking up to the five good old boys in Oxford that want Matt Luke, so they can get their access and have their little punchlines about Oxford and it's a family and it's a great place and Ole Miss sells itself. Hashtag Mississippi made, right? That's our new thing. The Mississippi brand. It's all about the brand. So. All about the brand. All right. Also with us, as I mentioned, we got Table Cobbleson of uh, much internet fame and acclaim, followed by a lot of famous people I found out not too long Back ago. Back off probation. So. Back off probation. The prob- yeah, probation, you know, is something that can, can come and go, but he's here. We're happy to have him. Uh, he actually has some of his uh, his DK Metcalf peen paintings behind him. We'll have to talk about that, too. We got an egg bowl that happened since our last episode. We'll get into that. But, Table, what's up, man? How how you doing with this whole Matt Luke thing? Where are you standing right now? Uh, well, um, yeah, it's interesting being on the ground here in Oxford right now. Uh, the, the way I found out about the whole Matt Luke thing is that, uh, my big brother, Tim sent me, sent me a text message and I opened it up and it said, <clears throat> I'm going to read it. The university to me is like my family member. That's a fucking meth addict. I really want them to make something of themselves, but deep down, I'd rather them die than continue embarrassing me by association. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck did we hire? That's a, that's a bleak that. take on the drug addicted, but it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty apt for the Ole Miss football program right now. Pretty on brand for Tim. <laughs> yeah. That's solid. Um, we'll get we'll hear from Table more as the episode goes on. I got to bring in my next guest. We got Paul Catool on the line, another uh, very prominent Twitter figure in the Ole Miss Twitter world. His takes are never lukewarm, always on point. What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? 
Pretty good. Uh, glad to finally join you guys again. Just, uh, you know, taking it all in, taking it all in. I know. It's been a second. I, <laughs> I think the last episode Paul was on was when we had uh, Jacob Threggo with us. We did that little uh, pre-signing day show on, on Jacob's porch in Jackson, if I recall. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but glad to have Absolutely. you back in, man. Um, and we're going to go around and talk more about Luke. I kind of said we were going to talk about it early, but let me just introduce our last guest real quick. Uh, and then I'm going to make you guys for real talk about this hire. Okay. So also with us, we have our good friend and uh, DC correspondent, Neil McMillan. What's up, buddy? How are you tonight? Hey, doing all right. Um, thoughts on the hire is yeah. when my dad and I were gloating about the Mississippi state, uh, victory, you know, the egg bowl win, mm-hmm. uh, state fans were texting him and saying, well, I hope y'all hire Luke. You know, and that was their way of getting back at us. And uh, too we were real. like, no way. And it's uh, exactly just, what happened. All's happy is in Starkville about, about how it is in Oxford. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're simultaneously upset about their own situation and happy with what Ole Miss did, uh, did yesterday. I, it sucked. I was just enjoying some, some shade and fraud since Thursday's game, reading some elite dogs, all of that. And then Mullen leaves for Florida on Saturday. Uh, just a lot of a lot of great elite dogs posts immediately after that, but Bjork can't even let us enjoy brief periods of, of uh, Mississippi State message boards without ruining it. Hires Matt Luke a day later. I can't I can't even read elite dogs anymore. I just know they're going to be too happy about it. But that's what happens. Any momentum, you know, Ole Miss has to uh, has to be the first to halt it. Um, so yeah, let's let's do. Go ahead. We ought to take. I normally am not a recap person, but I think it's worth taking about three minutes to go through Thursday night through Sunday night. Yeah, it's been a crazy but few days. First of all, we were all loving Matt Luke Thursday night because he executed a bounty against Nick Fitzgerald. Oh my God! Let's Very well even. done. They win the Egg Bowl. Let's DK not even Matt give Kane. that any air to breathe. But yeah, John is joking. By the way, continue. Depends on who you are. Metcalf hikes his leg, fakes a piss in the end zone. Odell Beckham style. We Friday, and then sitting at Friday afternoon, the best game of the weekend was UCF-USF. Charlie Strong loses a tough game. Everybody looking at it going, you know what? Charlie's doing a good job. Let's go hire Charlie Strong and be done with this. Everybody's going through the carousel and the reasons. Chip Mm -hmm. Kelly ends up UCLA. By the way, congratulations to UCLA. You made a good hire. Yeah, the reasoning behind that I thought was the most interesting part. You know, Kelly Kelly could have had so many SEC jobs. He says, I'd much rather be just another guy in L.A. than, you know, be the uh, most important smart. person in some SEC town. I think that's a great point. And I think it really tells you a lot about the type of hires the SEC schools are making right now. I think it does. Okay, it says a lot about the SEC, too. Go ahead, Tim. Everybody in the SEC is struggling to make a hire. And this is what I know that sets the SEC apart. It used to be like, SEC has the best talent. Well, they have the talent, but they might. I mean, here's the thing. The quarterbacks haven't been great. The on-the-field product hasn't been as good. They haven't looked elite. They don't win the national championship every time they go. Sometimes they don't even go. What do they have that's still different than everybody else? They have the most toxic fans in the entire country. And before you say... Oh, Michigan fans are just as bad. Okay, who's getting players suspended by pretending to be their fans, getting their autograph and turning them in? Uh, that happened with Georgia and, uh, and what Florida, Tennessee. That's SEC. All right. Well, let's um, Tennessee fans picture, Tennessee fans had the picture of uh, freaking um, Kim Dichie and tried to you know get him suspended right before the game with that. Uh, state, you have the Leo Lewis testifying against Ole Miss. I think coaches are seeing that the SEC is so toxic and that the fans are rabid and they're scared to be a part of this. You know, would you rather just be a millionaire in LA chilling out at UCLA or would you rather be a millionaire in Florida, you know, with fucking crazy Georgia fans trying to, you know, sabotage you? Absolutely. I, I think that's very fair. And I, th- I think that maybe that could have been a factor. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of bad baggage right now attached to this old miss job but i mean i think i think being in the fishbowl of oxford is even less appealing when you're trying to rebuild a program with sanctions you know replacing a, a somewhat popular at least local candidate in matt luke and then replacing a popular candidate in freeze i mean that's 
that wouldn't be fun for a lot of people. And I, I really think that that's part of the reason people like Taggart and maybe even Strong. I, really mixed messages on Strong. I don't know, John. I'll, I'll give it back to you to finish your recap. But I, I really, at this point, still have no idea if what we heard about Strong be willing to take the job was true. I, I don't know if there's some other reason that, that precluded Bjork from talking to him. I have no idea. But, well, John, you were in the middle of talking about Saturday. And I think uh, Brad Anders might have just joined us here. Let's bring him in. What's up, Brad? You here? Yeah, how are you guys? Doing good, man. Just uh, John was recapping the weekend. We'll throw it over to you to get your opinions on Luke in just a second. Sounds good. All right, what are you saying, John? So, going through, I'm leading the Charlie Strong bandwagon Saturday. Mullen goes to Florida. Uh, Alabama forgets how to hit the ball in the fourth quarter of the Iron Bowl, which is entertaining. I mean, it's a pretty good day, and then we start reading the tea leaves, and people start coming off the hot board. Taggart comes off, Lavelle mm-hmm. comes off, Pruitt was never really on there, Bobo came off. You had all these guys coming off the hot board, and it was like, well, who the hell is it going to be at the end of the day? And the Chad Morris uh, train got rolling Saturday, and so we we're all freaking out over that. Florida gets their hire, wake up Sunday. Shiano gets hired by Tennessee, and then he's blackballed, which is amazing. Predicted, predicted by oh. Table Calpison on the hellboard, I will say. I mean, <laughs> you can't screw it up worse than Tennessee did until this made its announcement at 9.30 Sunday night. And just, I, I guess now, 24 hours after the fact, it's kind of, you know, in a lot of ways, what, you, what we should expect, but... It's sad as hell. I mean, they supposedly had four months to conduct a national search, and they come up with this. Anybody on this podcast hired Matt Luke. In the, oh, yeah. At first, they were thinking, oh, it was going to be $9 million over four years. Okay, at least they didn't go blow a bunch of money on him. Well, they're spending over $15 million, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the weirdest part to me is apparently we're going to have the the fourth highest assistant pool in the country, yet it sounds like we might just keep almost the entire staff. So I don't really understand how that strategy is going to work out. And we're saying he's the next John Vaughn. Right. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Yeah, because just because Vault was an <laughs> offensive line coach back when offensive linemen like were also quarterbacks and kickers and everything else, that somehow was a good idea. Table, look like you want here's to say something. The, here's the, the 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 reason that people are so upset over the hire. It's not. It was just okay. I think we're hiring Matt Luke. We're going to get him the sanctions, and then you know after that we'll try again. What it is is it sounds like a culture statement. Got Vitter sabotaging the basketball program. All right, which Kennedy can't get an extension. Matt Luke can. I mean, no offense to Matt Luke, he's a good rebel, but Kennedy's <laughs> Kennedy Kennedy's God, uh, Kennedy should have been extended if Matt Luke gets extended. Yeah, well, Kennedy but. actually has a resume. Um, but yeah. yeah, I wanna I wanna get I wanna get Paul and Neil too and then hear from Brad as well oh, yeah. on just the general hire before we go too far. I mean, let's let's go to you first, Neil, since you were last on the on the intros. I mean, what were you thinking as the week progressed, as we were hearing all the stuff about the coaching search? I mean, obviously, none of us expected Matt Luke. I don't think he was even on a lot of real lists until yesterday or the day before. Um, who did you want, Neil? And and how do you feel about it being Luke in the end? Well, I felt pretty confident it wasn't going to be Luke when my mom is saying stuff during the Egg Bowl of like, why isn't he doing this? That are like smart ball calls, right? And he makes anyone can really really bad calls. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, oh, he won this game. It's emotional, but clearly lots of errors. Won't be the face of the program. Fine. And I got really excited about Charlie Strong because that was one of the ones I originally liked because I think his Texas thing was kind of unique, and I remember his little stuff. So I was really happy, and then I was terrified about Morris, and then I was like, oh, my God, going uh, for staying home. So big um, – Big roller coaster emotionally in the last 48 hours. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, obviously it was a little shocking kind of as it became obvious that Luke was the guy. But, I mean, it's been a day. We kind of 
I kind of insisted last night that we didn't record this. I wanted everybody to kind of take some time to process. I thought we'd have better takes on it, really. Um, I mean, how do you feel about the hire now that it's it's been a day? I do think he's better than a lot of average hire names like Doreen or uh, some of the other guys, Chad Morris that they mentioned. That, uh, yeah, SMU. Coaches anyway, so doubling down on the Mississippi uh, current connections might actually be smart compared to those. Um, but at the same time, I think there were higher candidates that we just didn't swap. Um, which kind of leaves you with a, a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely fair. I mean, I think we're all asking a lot of questions today. Paulie, how do you feel about the hire? Well, I can, I can kind of see this hire. Uh, I can, I could justify it if, you know, and we don't, and we don't know this, if, mm-hmm. if we knew the sanctions and perhaps, you know, we were getting a two year old bowl ban. I think Luke could be a guy that could, you know, guide us through that and just kind of, you know, sit on the job and, you know, we make a move after that. Um, if we end up not getting a second year bowl ban, this is this is not this is not good. My whole thing is I don't think Luke was that great of a coach all season. Uh, he made some very curious uh, coaching decisions. You know, uh, Cal was Cal was just a really bad game. I know that was early on in his in his tenure. Uh, Arkansas was you know just one probably one of the worst game football games in almost history. I mean, you know, considering they had to come back from that kind of a deficit, and A and M wasn't good as well. I almost feel like all season he was bailed out by some really good receivers, by A.J. Brown. Um, yeah, the talent uh, he inherited. Freezes recruits. Yeah, right. And I don't think he will get. He will have that kind of talent over the next, you know, two or three years. And I just don't. No. I think. Yeah, I think it's just going to be bad. I, I don't. I don't. He won't have A.J. Brown. He won't have D.K. Metcalf. Uh, it, it will be hard to recruit a top tier quarterback to Oxford. And I don't see us winning a bunch of ball games with them. So yeah, not not a, not a fan. Yeah, that, I think that's I think that's extremely fair. A lot of puzzling uh, on the field moves from from Luke this season that definitely didn't point towards you know the kind of solid coach you want to run in your program. But hey, I mean maybe those are all one time mistakes. Um, I've been saying with this huge assistant pool, let's hire somebody to watch the clock full time. Let's hire someone to tell Luke when to take timeouts. All that stuff. Uh, Brad, what about you? What do you think about the hire? I mean, I, I agree with Neil on the fact that I don't think that uh, any of these mid-level guys, like anybody from some of these Sun Belt teams, probably, I mean, looking back at it, probably wouldn't have been better. It might have been a lateral move. Um, I mean, he's from Mississippi, went to Old Miss. So, I mean, you got, you got that. He, he should be able to at least recruit the state. Which, I mean, that's at least something. And I 100% agree with Paul that if this is not a two-year ban, this is, a, this is un, almost unforgivable. Uh, but I will say, the more I thought about it, and I, cause, I, mean, I work in Tallahassee, half of my coworkers are Alabama fans and the other half are FSU fans. All the people at FSU are reeking out. So to yeah. at least have a coach about Jimbo leaving for A&M potentially. Right. I mean right. Uh, for Ole Miss to even have a coach and have the discussion and us not be one of these schools that's up in the air, that's like the only positive right now I can take from any of this is we have a coach that we know is going to be the coach next season and everybody including FSU, for God's sake, is freaking out because they don't know if they're going to have a coach in a week. Yeah? Right. So at least we have that. That's literally the only positive I could come up with all day. Yeah. Other other than him being a Mississippi guy and he can hopefully recruit the state. That's the only two positives I could come up with. Yeah, stability is definitely important. You got the early recruiting coming up and all of that. I mean, the Mississippi recruit thing, I will say this class and especially next year's class in Mississippi are very, very strong. Um, so that that does kind of add to the fact that maybe having a strong in-state recruiter is going to be a positive thing. Um, well, well, name, name five good in-state players the last five years that man have. Well, okay, well, Tony Conner. It's time to start shit on this list. 
Tony Connor. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. I know you don't like DK. Yeah. Uh, he hiked his leg. I, I like him much better now. I, uh, <laughs> Longo's scheme is a joke. Yeah. If Phil uh, Longo stays on the staff, I'd be shocked. I don't know. I I don't know. I think he might. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, wait, wait. We we gotta think of more. Jeffrey Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones. Chris Jones was about five years ago. What's the defensive lineman? Uh, Benito. Benito Jones. Yep. Taylor Polk. Not Rod Taylor. Breland Speaks. Taylor Polk. Well. Uh. Sean Rawlings. Sean Rawlings. Uh, <laughs> I mean, State State gets good Mississippi running backs all the time. CJ Ham. I mean, I'd take Ares Williams. Yeah. KJ Hill or whatever his name yeah, is. Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill. Hill. Hill's Kylan good. Hill. Point uh, is, half of them bust. So. Yeah. It's higher bust rate than some other states. I remember, like, the first time I came on the pod, you know, like, was like a year ago. You've been going for a long time now. Yes. Um, We're coming up on three years. Uh, that, at bowl season will be three years, guys. Wow. Yeah, I did a little analytics about like. Uh, yeah, I remember this. It was good. So, yeah. The beginning of your premium content you've you've given to the people over and over again. Um. So what? Yeah, you're saying Mississippi players have a high bust rate. It's dumb to emphasize in-state recruiting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree well, with that. I mean, just uh, you can emphasize in-state recruiting and basically achieve what Mullen achieved at state. But you're and never even even that. Mullen didn't get his quarterbacks from Mississippi. I mean, you're gonna have to go out of state for some positions always. Oh, hey, John Wonderlick. No shit, Wonderlick's from Memphis. Never mind. I was gonna say Wonderlick worked out. Also, who knows if who knows if Matt Luke can even develop talent? So right. what if he gets these you know kind of average kids in Mississippi and can't even develop? And it's gonna and be how like, are they gonna recruit anybody right, outside right. of Mississippi? I don't know. Also, great point. Was Matt? Is there anybody even sold on Matt Luke the offensive line coach? No, people oh, hated people hated Matt Luke as offensive line coach. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> like, when, when Matt Luke was this? when Matt Luke became the interim, people were happy that it would mean he wasn't coaching offensive line anymore. Like it's, I, I don't know. What I was saying about culture early is that the message is is that we're going to hire good old boys that are good rebels with, you know, that played at the school. We're going to recruit um, legacies, and we're just going to go six and six, seven wins every year, hopefully. Like, that's even what we're shooting for. And as long as we do that, the boosters get good access, get to hang out with the Mannings, and everybody's going to Taco Bell. Heck yeah, dude. Hey, hold on one second. Hey, Brad, can you mute your mic when you aren't talking? There's, like, some car noise or something. It's all good. But there should be like a mute button. Yeah, sorry, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm in the car. No worries. I think it'll just be better for listeners. Um, yeah, and I mean like what six and six with the Egg Bowl win. That's always what we made fun of Mississippi State for, right? And then this is, I mean, this is like so. It's so That's funny how these these rivalries just turn over and over again. You know, we were making fun of State for going five and seven and smoking cigars last year. A year later, they lose their coach to Florida. We go six and six, win the Egg Bowl, and hire him full time. I mean, it's just you can't write this stuff. It's too good. Um, uh, well, I mean, what? I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying we should aim to six and six and seven and five every year, but twice of my five years of school, we went two and ten. Right. So if we can consistently six, seven, and five, and hit eight or nine every once in a while, you like that? Compared to what we have today. I don't like it. I'd right. much rather us shoot or go and shoot for the stars and then hit two and ten because it crashed and burned. Right. But I mean, I can and somebody wanting we're going to a bowl game every year, even if it is the Music City Bowl every damn year. Right. Well, I mean, State has like an eight-year bowl streak, right? So they 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 know all about that. That's definitely the trajectory they've been on. With Mullen, they they won ten that that year that uh the Dak lost in Oxford. Um, I mean, what is, what is the ceiling for Matt Luke? Can anyone really see Matt Luke going like, even going four and four in the SEC? Is that even conceivable? Here's here's Matt Luke's problem. It, it's, Matt Luke's problem is going to be signing day twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Because let's play this out for a minute. 
I mean, they're going to – it's all the new guys, hoopla, new staff members. Nobody, this class is a pass. And then they'll go through fall camp and all that stuff. But they'll go through next year. Let's talk about on the field next year for a minute. This defense is going to get worse. Oh, big time. Marcus Gates is gone. Marquise Haynes is gone. Rumors Breland Speaks might go pro. Uh, Taylor Polk is gone. That's an issue. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it is. They're going to be notably worse talent-wise on that side of the ball. Offense is worse because now people have film on Longo. And once people learned his plays by halftime, he couldn't score anymore. So now people are going to actually have film on him, like a whole year's worth of film. Mm-hmm. Are we going to add 28 more plays? Are we hey, going to double it? Hey, it's cool, dude. Jordan Wilkins got two th- or got 1,000 yards. It's all good. That that proves that Longo is a genius. Who's going to run the ball next year? Penniman coming back from an injury he got in the Egg Bowl? I don't know. When he's already half right because of an injury. I mean, well, I dude, think I mean, Swinney and Penniman, if healthy, can be a decent couple of running backs, but I just, I don't know. It's question marks. I mean, what's the offensive line look like next year? How many how many guys are we losing? Well, big dumb Rod Taylor's gone, so I guess that might be. Is anybody else a senior on that line? Um, What about, uh, yeah, what about Rawlings? Is he a junior? I thought he was a senior. He'll be a no, senior. He's, he's going to be a senior. Oh, okay. Well, then probably just some depth guys. I mean, I'll buy Ronte Bolden's gone. Yeah, big yeah, Ronte. Bolden's gone. After 80 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. Every I remember, I'm so old, I remember like three years ago when everybody was like, oh, this is the year Durante Bolden like develops. This is the year. It's all been working for this. R.I.P. Um, the point is that go Luke, is gonna, they're going to really suck at defense next year. So the odds of, I mean, odds are Luke goes 4-8, and 5-7 and seven next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pull up the schedule. Let's let's look at this. Let's think about it. Wait, just what? Do you think Durante wasn't talented, or was his own line coach pretty piss poor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, good question. It's a fair question. Probably a little column A, a little I'm column sure B. Never didn't get any better. That's a good question. I think it's fair. Can someone answer this? Is Greg Little good? Is he Ooh, good? That's a good yeah. question. Yeah, he's, he's good. pretty he's good, good, right? He's good. He's a solid left tackle. He's not spectacular. He's solid. Is he a five-star left tackle? Uh, no, he's a four-star. There we go. There you go. He's okay. He's at least a four-star. Go ahead, Brad. Brad. He'll, he'll, be a, he'll be a starting NFL lineman. I mean, if anybody's seen NFL games this year, I mean, they're pretty much everyone and their brothers hurting for a lineman. He'll get drafted. Yeah, I agree. I think he will definitely, and then he'll get much better coaching in the NFL, and it'll probably be fine. Uh, first game of the year next year, Texas Tech. How are we feeling about that one, boys? Kingsbury's keeping his job. It looks like. I don't yeah, know. Where is it? In Houston, I want to say. Houston. That's a loss. It sounds like a loss. I mean, win. what'd you say, Neil? It's a win. I think, I think it's a win. Two, we won't be injured at that point. Two good offenses. Yeah, I like our uh, Tamu if he starts. That's true. Tamu and the healthy receivers should be good in that game to score. I just feel like even a bad Texas Tech offense is going to score forty on our defense. How far is it from Lubbock? Uh, to Houston, I think it's pretty far. It's like nine hours. Probably eight, nine hours. Yeah, it's it's further than Dallas. But I think Tech has decent fan base in like every major city in Texas. Um, yeah, I'm, I lean, I lean loss. I guess yeah. the, the point I, point I was getting at was that let's, Luke goes five and seven next year, and they don't get a whole lot of these nineteen kids. Let's just play that scenario out. Mm-hmm. What happens from there? Is that when, you know, how much time is he really going to get? He probably deserves. The thing is, is this rebuild needs three years to come to fruition because they're going to they're going to regress the next two years before they get better. Yeah, you know, they're going to have patience for Luke. I don't know because season ticket sales 
fan participation already took a pretty big hit the second half of the, this past season. Absolutely. I they could make it well, through. Well, who's, who's our other SEC East game? It's, it's freaking South Carolina, dude. It's South Carolina, Carolina. in year three of Muschamp. We're screwed. Yeah, the back the back half of the schedule is brutal. Go ahead, Brad. That's his only that's his only like chance of going four and four in the SEC. He is state just implodes because they hire a crappy coach. So we beat state, we beat Vandy, we beat the other SEC East team, and then we upset somebody. Maybe Arkansas, Arkansas Little Rock. Well, Arkansas is going to be trash. But for some reason, I feel well, like Arkansas we, makes a much, much better hire than, than – I, I definitely think Arkansas makes a much better hire than us. And for some reason, I feel like they're going to be decent next year. I don't know why. They could get Charlie or Leach even. They got a shot at Leach. Uh, yeah. yeah, Gus is staying at Auburn after he won the Iron Bowl. I had, I heard another interesting name for Arkansas, but now it's, it's slipping my mind. I forgot who it was. Some some other current head coach. Wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, Brom. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Austin, Austin Miller's a big Brom guy. If they got Brom, I'd be really worried about that game in Little Rock for sure. They should get Candles. Didn't he win at Arkansas? Uh, with Toledo or Toledo? Toledo almost won. Yeah, Toledo win last year. Yeah, somebody needs to get Candle. That's for sure. It's so weird. It's such a volatile year. All these coaches maybe staying put. I mean, we saw Matt Campbell sign an extension tonight. I've heard Neil Brown's going to stay at Troy. We'll see how that plays out. Um, I haven't heard anybody talk about hiring Candle. It's weird. I mean, and then Ole Miss hires their interim. It's it's very odd. Go ahead, Oh, uh, the, you know, Norville staying at right. – uh, Memphis, yeah, Norvell maybe not getting hired. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like, some of these guys will get hired, but some are going to get left at their at their current schools. It's surprising. Well, Norville especially has the background thing. Right, issue. But what that means is that he's probably stuck there. The 80s probably stuck there. All right. Kennedy, no, no, you know, there's no, we've got no guarantee Kennedy's not going to leave for somebody that, you know, will treat him right. We could end up having a worse football, basketball program, and overall AD than Memphis for the next, look at four, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, they're already ahead of us right now in football. They're always right there with basketball, with their basketball resources. I mean, and, and earlier y'all were discounting baseball. Memphis beats Ole Miss a decent amount in baseball, so I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to say they're, they're that far behind. I'm with you. Um, why? Why wouldn't Tennessee? Why wouldn't Tennessee want to hire Norvell after they were up, like all gung ho about wanting to hire Shiano? And that's the thing about Norvell. Obviously, whatever came out in the past week about Norvell's background, and people have said gambling. I don't know anything about what it really is. Obviously, it was bad because he was taking off Ole Miss's hot board. Best I can tell, he's taking off Tennessee's hot board where you would think he would be a hot name right now as they're trying to find anybody, any warm body for that job. Um, it's obviously bad. That's all I can That's all I can How can it be with textual default? What was that? I said I heard it rhymes with. Oh, I got you. Textual, textual default. Okay, so not gambling. That makes more sense. Um, I don't know if that's true. That's just what right. I'm allegedly, sure. rumors, allegedly. Rumors are encouraged for sure. Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, so yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird year. It was a weird coaching search. Ole Miss hires Matt Luke. I'm just. It's such an uninspiring hire. And like we were told that this hire was all about the team, right? And the guys were pushing for it, whether it was AJ or DK or whatever. Um, but I watched the video where Bjork like trolled them and then brought out Luke. They didn't seem that excited to me, honestly. I think that they had kind of – I think they were pushing for hire Matt Luke because they didn't want to be dicks. They wanted to act like you know they had the love for him and all that. I think they were probably ready for some fresh blood. I I don't know. It seems like Luke is the hire to prevent transfers in the case of devastating sanctions, but I don't know if that's really going to work. We'll see. Kids that want to leave are still going to leave. Well, and is it, gonna, is it uh, public record to figure out – how much we spent on this quote-unquote search firm. It, it really wasn't firm. that much. I saw earlier it was like $138,000. It's, it's not that much. And the thing about Good. a search firm is, like, they're not telling you who to hire. You know, they're doing background the legwork for Bjork. Yeah, they're doing the background checks. They're setting up the meetings. Um, they're giving you the contact info, all that stuff. I mean, it's, a, it's an administrative thing. Um, I think the search, blo- the search firm was a little overblown. 
what is not overblown is the the amount that Bjork hyped the national search that he talked about how you know this was not going to be basically an inside job, um, and it just it doesn't seem like that was the case. But I don't know. Like, can we talk? Can we talk coordinators? Who we want? Who we expect? I mean, I already said I think with a big budget you need to change some things up. I mean, I personally changed the defensive coordinator. I've gotten pushback on that when I've talked to other people that really like Crime Dog. I just think you could do better with the big with the big assistant pool. Longo needs to go. I mean, his offense is not it's not doesn't work in the SEC past a half. We've seen that over and over again. It's too simplistic. It it's got to go. Yeah, and I mean, even and this is I hate to say this because I love AJ Brown, but even our best player stats are are padded against inferior competition. I mean, he had like six touchdowns in non conference games. I'm just saying. Uh, I, d- I did something here to troll John. Okay. What'd you do? I agreed to come on two podcast tonight. Oh, that's hilarious! Just so that I could uh, leave halfway through. All right. Piss off, T- John. <laughs> Table, are we? Le- are you leaving us? Is that a real statement? I bet it is. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. So, are you are you done? Are you leaving the podcast table? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. All right, bye, table. It's been fun having you. Caleb, I just got here. (laughs) What? You just got here? Is Malone here? Who's here? McDermott. McDermott's here. This is McDermott. I'm in in South Korea right now. This is insane. All right, so we have Ryan McDermott joining the roundtable from South Korea. This this podcast is more national, more international than Bjork's entire sham coaching search. I'll say it right now. We've done more work to get this set up than Bjork did vetting candidates. But uh, what's up, bro? How's, gonna... how's South Korea, McDermott? Give us an update. It's nice. It's really cold here. Uh, oh, but that's... I left the country for two weeks, and you guys have absolutely just not taken care of anything while I've been gone. I cannot believe what's happened. And the Grizz fired Fizdale. I, I found out when I woke up this morning. I got off a six-hour flight from Bangkok to South Korea and had a notification <laughs> the Grizz fired Fizdale. It's been a really crazy two weeks of not having a lot of information. That is that is crazy. Well, what a crazy thing to wake up to the Fizdale, and also that we hired Matt Luke. I mean, what are your do you got any thoughts on that, Ryan? Yeah, we should have lost the Egg Bowl. Right, everything would be better if we must have just lost the it Egg Bowl. Matters if they won the Egg Bowl. I think they were hiring. I think they would have hired Luke either way. Wow, that would have been even more unpopular if he had, if he had lost the Egg Bowl and still got hired. Um, all right. Well, what do y'all? What do you guys want to talk about? Give me some. Give me some takes about Matt Lee. Well, what's just, everybody's status on being a fan right now? I think that's yeah. Let's get the fan update. Um, McDermott buys season tickets. I don't think any of the rest of us do. John, I know your family does. I mean, do we really think that there's going to be a drop off in fan support because of this? Well, we're not buying. Mom's done with season tickets, but that was kind of determined prior to Matt Luke being hired. Right, but we'll just, just say if they ask, we'll say it was Matt Luke, right? We'll say it was Matt Luke. We'll Perfect. go with that. Perfect. Um, okay, where do you stand, Ryan? Is he's a ticket holder? Where do you stand? You know, my tickets are in a non-donation section. So they're not that expensive. Um, I would say that my intention is to continue to purchase season tickets. If all of my friends cease to go to the games, that could very well affect my choice to purchase them. For next yeah. year, I'm 100% in. But depending on the attendance to games next year and who of my friend base comes, will very likely affect the 2019 season for me. Um, it's very fair. Too early to tell. It's too early to tell. Um, let's see. We only get a, if we only get if we only get a one year bowl ban, we win seven games next year and we go to Nashville. That'd be fun. I think that'll that'll make the 2019 season have a little pop to it, and this will just be a speed bump. Get people back. If Brad, we I win, Sorry, if Ryan. we win two games, if we win two games, I'm probably out on season tickets for a decade because it's gonna be a while before people get excited. Yeah, that's fair. Brad, I know you were saying you, you have no desire to come to a game next season uh, after this very uninspiring hire. Well, my, my thing was, like, with the national hire, quote-unquote, it, it didn't seem like there uh, there's much left the state of Mississippi. Uh-huh. So does that mean that no world exists outside of the state of Mississippi? Yep. And therefore all of your fans that live outside of the state of Mississippi do not exist? 
Yep, hashtag Mississippi made. We're we're giving up all out of state fans. I think right, so I guess, play at so I guess. So I guess I'm just out by association. Right, by by living in Georgia, you you're automatically disqualified. Uh, yeah, it's only me yeah, and Paul can go to games anymore. Um, because we're hashtag Mississippi made. Uh, no, no. Lafayette oh, yeah. County. You live outside Lafayette County, tough shit. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I'm a, I'm a classical Miss fan. I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'll still watch the games. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, we watched all this season, right? All the false starts and the bad timeouts and all that. All right, Paul, what about you? How are you feeling right now about your, uh, your fandom and your support of the program? Oh man, uh, this is just such an uninspiring hire. I mean, I'll, I'll still watch the games. I, I went to zero games this year and had mm. probably could have gone to all of them if I had wanted to. Uh, it's just so uninspiring. I just, I, yeah, my give a damn level is at an all-time low for sure. Maybe ever in Ole Miss football, and I've, I've been a fan for you know 15 years. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think Paul, it's got to be right. What about you, Neil? Paul, is that? Oh, sorry, Brad. Paul, what do you say? Paul, is that even lower than the two the two and ten freshman year we had? That's fair. Uh, I kind of felt like there there was always hope. Like even when Ogeron was doing terrible, like I knew we were going to get someone else, and maybe we'd get someone like fresh, and you know. But like now, I know what we have, and the sanctions coming down. It's just like, yeah, it's uh, it's not happening That's right fair. now. That's, That's fair, fair enough, I guess. I mean, I just remember my first ever game. We were sitting in there when we played Missouri, and I was all jazzed. And when Missouri was not an SEC school, and I mean they just blew us out of the building, and I was like, man, this is gonna suck. Yeah, I feel I feel better now than that day, but not by much. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, the, is the is the is the floor higher with Matt Luke than it was uh, with the Houston not two and ten year? Is he ever gonna have a season that bad? I guess is the question. I feel like he's going to win his non-conference games at least. He's not going to lose to Jacksonville State, right? Mm. I feel like just the don't... NCAA sanctions just have a lot to do. I mean, like, it's just – it's already hard enough to compete in the SEC. And this is just going to – even even some scholarships, you know, are going to hurt us even if we don't get a, a two-year bowl ban. Coupled with the fact that we have Matt Luke as our coach, it's just kind of bleak. It's pretty bleak. Neil, we didn't hear your thoughts about uh, about your fan support. Yeah, I just um, encourage everybody to have a student loan payment once a month for a grad school that has a good football team because bowl games are what I like to splurge on, and I will be going to Washington and not Ole Miss for the next decade. Heck yeah, for a decade. Holy shit. We're going to hold you to that. That's great. Uh, Congrats to the Huskies on winning the Apple Bowl, right? Apple Cup, excuse me. I know that hurts y'all's feelings about Leach, but it was a domination. No, nah, it doesn't. That's doesn't good. hurt my feelings. I wish Ole Miss had hired Leach instead of Luke, but it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm a, I'm a Husky fan. Um, but it is it's ahead, pretty Nick. sad. Um, when you when you are out of uh, out of state and you make effort to go to the game, you know, right? You'd like uh you'd like it to be competitive, and so we did like how they all played hard this year, but I really don't think. I really don't think we can sustain that emotion, that play hard, that we only got four more weeks to this guy. I don't think we can do that. Well, I think it's obvious that guys like A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf are leaving after next year. Um, and those are those are kind of the – and Tom Yu is a senior next year. I mean, even if he can keep the same intensity and hard-nosed like, attitude, I just don't know who's going to execute it with the level of talent we had this year after next year. Um, and people talk about Luke's recruiting. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, Chris Kiffin recruited Laramie Tunsil. I don't, I don't really know where all of the, the Matt Luke love comes from. I don't know who recruited uh, Greg Little. I remember reading about how he loved Freeze's Bible study and stuff, which is pretty funny if that's why you came. Brad, hit that mute button. Your car's talking to us. Um, that's not, that's not me. Oh, that's, that's, you're right. That's Ryan. That's Ryan's airport noise. Yeah, check but, your, Are you on a plane oh, right gotta, now, Ryan? Yeah, I am. They're actually closing the door. I got to go. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, man, all the way from South Korea. Sorry for the false accusations, Brad. Have a good trip, man. Be safe. All right. Thanks, guys. No, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm checking out, too. I just wanted to say one last thing. Yeah, hit us. That, uh, I, I appreciate y'all having me on. Of course. And I hope 
I hope that uh, I hope that Matt Luke does a hell of a lot better than I think he's going to do. But um, I guess only a little bit of time will tell. See what the off season has, and see what the sanctions are, and how many people leave. Fair but, enough. Uh, I think that's all fair. All right, man. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, Brad. You too, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll. I, I doubt we'll. Uh, We'll go too much longer here, guys. I feel like we're kind of running out of steam. It can be hard on these uh, these roundtable shows to get everybody's opinion. But of course, I'm glad y'all were able to join us. Um, I just, I, I think, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on future shows. I just, I feel like what went down with this coaching search. There's so much more that we're not knowing. Um, Bjork said today during the press conference that he interviewed like eight different candidates or something like that. Seven, maybe. Um, I just want to know. Were they not interested in the job? How many did Bjork, you know, cut from the list himself? That's what I want to know before we got to Matt Luke. Because take all the Matt Luke positives, and there's like so many more negatives for all of them. And it, Ole Miss fans saw it week after week on the field. I'm just so confused. Uh, basically, what I want to hear is that no credible coach would give us the time of day, uh, and or the sanctions are devastating, and that's why they hired Luke. Anything else doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Well, if that was really true, then that means Vitter and Bjork are incompetent or present themselves as incompetent. Because Ole Miss is a middle-of-the-road SEC program with enough money and resources that they should be able to go out and hire a decent coach. I'm not saying they're going to get Willie Taggart, but they should have been able to get somebody decent. I mean, Charlie Strong would have been a solid hire. I mean, even for the salary you're paying Luke, wouldn't you think you could get somebody like Neil Brown level? I mean, he's not underpaid. Like three million a year. Up, I mean, that would have made, hell, go get Seth Luttrell, get the North Texas guy or some shit. Yeah, and, and do the same thing with the assistant pool and tell them you can hire anybody that'll come. It's just, <sighs> which means the the only explanation is that this that either Vitter and or five really important or five boosters in Oxford overrode this whole thing. I, I mean, think I I think that the sanctions are bad. You are using a John Vaught comparison. I know. He's been t- it's Eighty-five-year-old dudes for a week now. It's pretty. Obvious. So, go ahead, Neil. So, question. Yeah. Why? Why were the Oxford boosters able to win this one when there's so many non-Oxford boosters that are power players? I didn't quite get that. Yeah, I think it's a fair. Like it's a, a fair question. Thing or is well, that a beard fitting well, in or? Jackson's lost two hires in a row here because. Memphis shoved Freeze down our throat. Right. Oxford shoved Luke down our throat. Neil, what's happened to your boys there in Hines and Madison County? I know. They're losing They're all state, state fans. They're all state. They're state fans down here, man. It's a lot of state fans. Lots of state fans in Hines County. Yeah. All us Madison kids say that. That's probably a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. That's too much groupthink in Oxford. And I mean, Brad. Weirdness. Brad's always talking about how Ole Miss has so many out-of-state students. I mean, it's true. I feel like the actual boosters that are from Mississippi are are kind of losing their sway, I guess. it. I don't know, but, I mean, yeah, the Oxford hired happened, so there has to be some credibility there. I don't necessarily want to give too much credit to the boosters. I think Chad Morris would have kind, kind of been more of a good old boy hire. What I was trying to say earlier, I think the sanctions – News of the sanctions has spread around the coaching community is what I think happened. And, and that means Bjork knows, Luke knows, and everybody Bjork talked to and their agents knew. We've heard from different rumor sources that Jimmy Sexton personally told Willie Taggart not to take the job. Um, and, and whether that's because of the administration uh, and or the sanctions, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, but we saw um, – a thread on Rebel Grove from a, a poster known for his coaching insights, um, Nola Lawyer, if you remember that board, a few weeks ago. He predicted that Luke would be the hire, and he intimated it was because he had seen or someone he knew had seen the sanctions. Um, to me, that's starting to make a whole lot of sense. If the sanctions come out this week and they're devastating, I think it'll almost be assured uh, that none of the good candidates that Bjork interviewed were going to come to Oxford because they had seen the really bad sanctions. We're, we're going to find out. To the spring of 2013, and Dan Jones and Hugh Freeze and Bjork and whoever else you want to throw in here, just never handling any of this situation properly. And it's now going to have ramification, ramifications both 
football record wise, I think enrollment wise is in jeopardy. They're not, you know, they're not growing the same way enrollment rate enrollment wise mm-hmm. and financial ramifications through I'd say easily the year 2019. I mean, is that, yeah, I think that's it, fair. It's just through 17. I'll be interesting to see what donations are next year, but they've literally had five or six years of damage out of this because of the way it's been mismanaged. And Vitter has done nothing to mitigate it. Hell he's made it. They didn't fire freeze fast enough. He's probably made, he's made it worse. Quite frankly, he's had enough. He's been around long enough to have enough decisions to have influenced this differently, but as it happened, I mean, we, we, at the end of the day, I mean, freeze, when freeze resigned. I remember closing the pod saying one down, two to go. That's right. This is going to improve the situation. But then the flip side is, as we sit here and we look at the IHL and go, well, who the hell are they, who, who else are they going to hire? So I think this hire is nothing personal against Matt Luke. I hope Matt Luke does well. Is he, was he Absolutely, the best yeah. Out there, no. But I don't think anybody has a problem with Matt Luke the person. Right. The problem is with all the dynamics around this hire. Just not, not. You can't. You can't sit there in your head and say, "Well, we could maybe figure something out and do something different." I guess we're all at a point at our age and seen, paid enough attention to this to know that this is just the same good old boy circle right. for however long, and there's no path to this changing. And there's no board of directors or hiring body or anything that's going to make any real long-term decision to change the path. I don't right. know if you Emblin here. I don't know what you, you guys think, but it just feels like Ole Miss is let's go six and six, seven and five. And let's play little, let's play the little man narrative. And we've never lost a party. And we like the Grove. And, right. You know. I guess that's why I want to believe that there's like some external forces vis-a-vis the NCAA that are kind of tying our hands here. And we really want to make a more legitimate hire and all of that. But I mean, that's Occam. Occam's razor tells you this is just same old, same old good old boy hire that we've always seen from Ole Miss. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, at the end of the day, I still think that hiring Matt Luke is what you do when you're getting hammered and you're trying to prevent transfers. And he's the guy that you think the players want. He's the guy that got them motivated through this entire terrible year. So you think, well, I guess he's the best choice. We're not going to get somebody like a Taggart. I mean, Strong is, is still the weirdest part of all of it to me because he had strong support among the fan base. Uh, pardon the pun. He's established. He's a good recruiter. Um, I just don't understand what happened there and why Ole Miss didn't pursue that more seriously. If indeed Bjork never talked to him, um, I guess I guess what I want to ask the the group left here. We got Paul, Neil, and John left on the on the show. Um, do you see Bjork being at Ole Miss three years from now? Does Bjork hire the next coach? No. So no from John. I well, guess you get two. You get like one. Do you get one or two higher? What's the thought? Because he didn't hire Freeze. Right. Does he want out? I hear. I think he does. I hear he maybe wants out. Yeah. I think he got railroaded and is like, I want out. But is he going to be able to get out? I mean, I, I why think- not? Why not go be the AD at Arkansas, right? If they'd have him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think he's he a owns- puppet right now. Go ahead, Neil. What are you saying? Oh, I think he owns Freeze though, because of the way he. That's fair. Stuck with him without. Even if it is was to save money or well, he's all stuck, that new, he stuck community. with him when conventional wisdom was you fire him after the second in a way. And so I agree with you. He kind of does own, especially the end game with Freeze, and that includes the NCAA stuff, and that includes the scandal. Bjork kind of walked himself down that primrose path. Absolutely. Pretty yeah, Bjork. and I think he owns the NCAA stuff. So I don't see how he makes it to twenty nineteen. Well, the thing I've always said about Bjork is who's going to fire him, and I still kind of feel that way, although I think hiring Matt Luke kind of wasted a lot of the goodwill he'd accrued with a lot of the casual fans. Um, I don't think I, – I just – I think a damning NCAA ruling plus a four and eight season next year, that's how Luke – Might just have to do it, yeah. Bjork, meaning – Yeah. Or- yeah, is there- turn on Luke because Luke's a, a good rebel you know and he's still new hey hey Neil. Be- hey Neil he was put in a bad situation he's doing the best he can Neil with the situation 
Don't you know about this? I mean, uh, everybody would have called a timeout after a flag. You would have done that. Everybody would have spiked the ball when uh, the clock was already stopped, first down on, in goal with the game to win. That's just that's normal good Rebel stuff right there. Well, exactly, and that AD from up north is just ruining things. Yep, it's the, it's the damn Yankee Bjork. So, guys, I got a Groundhog Day question or scenario. All right. We just went 6-6, six and 3-5 six, and five in the league. We were 5-6 and six going into the Egg Bowl. Uh, went an Egg Bowl as an underdog. With, went 3-1 and one in non-con play. Lost to a Power 5 team. This reminds me of 2012. You look at how the season played out. We were all happy. They played hard all year, blah, blah, blah. The difference is at the end of 2012, we put ourselves in a position to go land Robert King Dietschy and a right. bunch of other. Led to a hell of a stretch. Is, is there going to be any good news out of this recruiting cycle? Versus this year, it's like, oh God, this class is going to be a disaster. I don't think I don't think we're going to get anybody we care about. Right? It doesn't seem like it. Basically, this program has fully has come full circle and regressed. To, I mean, I guess. They were two and ten in twenty eleven. I don't know if they, I think they'll be a little better than two and ten next year, but yeah. Right, let's let's while we that's a little less chaotic with a few less people on here. Um, I'm just gonna read through the schedule for next year. So you got Texas Tech and Houston, Southern Illinois at home. Uh, very possibly two and zero there. Alabama, you're two and one. Kent State, three and one. LSU, three and two. ULM, four and two. So at that point, I feel like that is the pinnacle. Matt Luke has beaten Texas Tech. He's lost Alabama and LSU. He's at four and two, you know, looking like a winning season, right? And here's the problem: you got at Arkansas, Auburn, South Carolina, at A and M, at Vanderbilt, MSU, and Oxford. I mean, that's a brutal back half of the schedule right there. Um, and I really don't see Matt Luke winning more than maybe two of those. Arkansas is winnable. At Vanderbilt is winnable, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as this year. We'll see. Um, I think Vanderbilt's better than they showed in Oxford. They definitely lose to Alabama and Auburn. Yep, they, I, th- I think they lose to South Carolina. I think, they, I think they probably lose at A and M with A and M's new high dollar coach. Um, A and M's probably a loss. I think Carolina at home could be their kind of upset special yeah, year. That's the beating beating Muschamp is Luke's crowning achievement. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Um, and stayed at home off of short weeks, winnable. Yeah. But I think you are just getting a little ahead of yourself on the decline. It's going to be the four and eight Masoli season where we have a good quarterback that masks a lot of things, right. but we still only get four wins. And right. then we may be 2019. And then afterwards, afterwards, everybody says, well, without Tom, you, he should have been two and 10 really when he goes, when Luke goes two and ten with like the legacy white walk on quarterback in twenty nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Um that's gonna be exciting. Uh man. Even with the day to think about it, I still feel a little frazzled, uh, just about the entire hire. It's just not what I was expecting. Um, but it really I I think in time it might all make a lot of sense, sadly, um, when we get devastating sanctions, but we shall see. We shall see. I think Ole Miss was optimistic after the meeting in Covington because things went bad for Leo Lewis. But the thing is, things can still go really bad for Leo Lewis and for Ole Miss because there was a lot of evidence in the NOA uh, that was not necessarily related in any way to Leo Lewis um, that they can still hammer Ole Miss on. So we'll see. Um, let's get let's get some final thoughts. Uh, I know we've we've probably exhausted all of your all of your thoughts on the hire, but if you just want to go around and say you know, goodbye or whatever. That's fine to you. Paul is here from you. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I guess I'll just hit on the Bjork thing like yeah. a little bit more and peace please, out. But uh, I mean, he was brought in to, like to not be the, the good old boy to, you know, right. bring in, you know, people from outside of Oxford. And he's, it's either one of two things. He's like either been over, like he's been overrided completely or, you know, he's, he's just kind of cool with it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, it's just, it's it's too much. It's too much. Bjork is Bjork's just a puppet. They're all puppets right now. Yeah, he was sad. It's sad thoughts. exclamation mark. Thanks, Paul. Sad. It's sad. He, he Thank you, my friend. Replaced by Archie Manning and Mike Glenn or whatever that FedEx dude's name is. That's right. Yeah. You know, it was a he. He didn't get to hire Hugh Freeze. 
he was put in to kind of be another puppet. If he didn't, you know, we probably were too slow picking up on this because he got the pavilion built, which was, you know, it's only took him 50 years to get the tad pad replaced. I mean, that's almost kind of, it's almost an accident. You build an arena at that point. Right. Well, and if you're a good, if you're a good puppet, it's easy to get donations for your arena, right? Yeah. I mean, it only follows. It only follows. Pete Boone raised half the money. Right. Exactly. All right, Neil, you got any final thoughts for the folks? Yeah, I think ending by uh, getting mad at Bjork is the way I want to go, too. I like um, it. I like it. Just want to talk about his next uh, most recent tweet to uh, at this guy I know oh, who God. said that Bjork and Vitter should be fired. And Bjork spent um, two tweets on this. And I just want to oh, read God. out loud. I got to check this out. Please read it. His last. I'll leave his last two responses. Um, this is to the Fire Bjork tweet. Sure. At this guy I know, at UM Chancellor. So keep him bitter on it to let yeah. him know that he's defending bitter. Sure. You, you've been busy today, dot, 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 dot. So have we, and Coach Luke is the right leader for our program. There's another response. You're Wait, so he didn't even he didn't even use all of all of his two hundred and eighty characters, but he still ended the tweet and did another one. No, he, he ended it with like Coach Luke is the right leader, like mic drop. Right. But then uh He couldn't stay away. Guy, exactly. This guy I know is like, oh, I got another response. And then Bjork goes again, this time quoting Ole Miss football and not the UM Chancellor. Right. But he's like you're a great example of why the mute fit feature on Twitter is so good. Oh my God. Not a block, just mute. And that is the classic Bjork WWE <sighs> belt. Humor, bro, I'm tough. Defending the Oxford, defending the program, Mississippi made. So he didn't. He he never actually defended the hire or the process. He just simply told the guy, "I'm right and you're wrong," and now I muted you. So that's pretty cool. As yeah, a, as an active person working in the print, in the consolidating print industry, I would have to say that Ole Miss has definitely got all the features of a consolidating industry at this point. Yep. In interest, I tell you, when they're so, what's what's their last home game next year? Okay, Egg Bowl's the last home game. Yeah. I want, and then what's the next to last home game? Uh, that would be. South Carolina, November 3rd. South Carolina attendance next year. That'll be interesting to see what it is. Yeah. I think next year could could really go okay. I think 2019 is where I'm really worried about, as we talked about, because a lot of that freeze talent, almost all of it will be gone at that point, probably coming off an unimpressive 2018. Uh, not good. Probably not good. Uh, the only – of hope would be if he could somehow convince Shea to take the red shirt or <laughs> and then but good luck Shea's not that. taking the red shirt Shea's transferring dude let's be real Shea's gonna yeah. leave hey no Shea's okay with Luke being the coach that's part of the reason why they did it right to, uh, I'm, oh I'm sure in the video he looked so happy he didn't just look like he wanted to leave <laughs> totally. he did he was just like, oh, cool, whatever they all did even the players that were excited were like oh, yay so my favorite to that to that exam that Ross Bjork, you're a great example of why the mute feature is so good. Not a block, just mute. M at MSU Maroon, just coming in so hot with the picture of Bjork on the tricycle. Got the caption. Got to get home. Someone is wrong about Ole Miss on Twitter. I love it. Big big props to at MSU Maroon. That is that is so Ross. That is so Ross. Um, all right, so we got final thoughts from Paul and Neil. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. John, you want to take us out? You got anything uh, to leave the people with? You, you sated with what you've said. Five years of shit. Here we go. I mean, oh, I thought you were talking about the last five years. Oh, the next five years. Yeah, five more years of shit. Let's, well, let's guess. Well, the Sugar Bowl in 16. Remember the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, I remember. I remember even in the years we beat Alabama, we, we couldn't beat Memphis or uh, – or Arkansas in Fayetteville, so good stuff. Yep. I remember. Well, we'll be here, folks. That's that's the good news. That's the silver lining to all of this. You can listen to us every week, just kind of get more and more despondent and confused about everything that's happening. 
Uh, Ole Miss does have a basketball game tomorrow night, actually against a very quality opponent. South Dakota State is a top 50 RPI team, so it should be a good one. Um, definitely tune into that on Watch ESPN. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more about the basketball team in the weeks to come. Um, again, we're going to try to get off some of this depressing football news. I don't think we're going to have a ton of recruiting to talk about, so that should make it easier. Um, definitely be tracking any changes that happen in the football staff. If assistants leave, get replaced, all that stuff. And on our next episode, we'll talk more about what's going on around the country. We kind of were focused on uh, our own little neck of the woods on this episode. Pretty big news about Luke being hired. So glad we got this out of the way. It has been an absolutely crazy college coaching carousel season. Um, that's one of the more the more fun storylines going on right now is all the coaches coming and going uh, and leaving in pine boxes like Dan Mullen and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for now, thanks for listening, guys. I know it's been kind of a chaotic episode, um, sound quality up and down at times, and we appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, we just want to give as many people as possible a chance to uh, kind of get their get their opinions heard on Matt Luke. And I think we're all hoping for the best, but probably expecting the worst or a little bit a little bit better than the worst. So we'll see. Um, whatever happens, we'll be here to talk about it, guys. Uh, but thanks for listening. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, John. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Table. Even though you're going to leave us for other podcasts, you know, that's just what you do now. You're big jet-setting, uh, famous Ole Miss content makers, so we appreciate you. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, and all the listeners out there, we'll talk to you again in about a week. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.